Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning and welcome to Recruiting for Mamas. Um... I, it occurred to me when I was thinking about it this morning that I probably should do a small little intro about who I am and uh, why I'm doing this podcast at the beginning of each show so you know who is this woman and why is she telling me these things and does she have any credibility whatsoever. Um, my name is Jennifer Powers Johnson. I live in Draper, Utah. My son Jackson Light is a um, Division One recruit. He is a verbal commit to the University of Oregon Ducks, and um, I've been kind of thinking for a while that I needed to do some sort of podcast, mostly because when we started going through the recruiting process, I looked high and low for information about how recruiting works, and I didn't really find a lot, so um, what I'm doing with these podcast series is putting it out um, some episodes that go over very specific things regarding recruiting. And if they help, great. Um, if your experience is different, that's cool too. I'm just kind of sharing my experience and what I've learned and I'm not guaranteeing the accuracy. And I'm also not guaranteeing that you're, if you follow all these steps that your kid will get recruited and get D1 offers, but here they are, take them for what they're worth. Okay, today's episode, we're going to talk about stars and bowl games. So uh, when Jackson got his first offer, his first offer uh, came through just uh, right after his sophomore year. Um, It was from an FBS school um, and... To say we were over the moon would just be completely and totally underselling it. Like, it was a giant deal. And we were completely thrilled and we were completely grateful. And um, for those moms out there who don't understand the difference between FCS and FBS, um, FCS has... So within Division One, there are FCS schools and FBS schools, and the FCS schools tend to be smaller schools that don't play in large conferences, uh, Power Five conferences. So like a Power Five conference would be, see if I can remember all of them, the ACC, which has like Clemson, there's the SEC, which has like Alabama and Louisiana. There is the Pac-12, which has Oregon and Utah and USC and UCLA and some others. There is the Big Ten, which has Nebraska. Um, oh, no. And, and probably a Big 12. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. See, you might as well shut the thing off right now. I may or may not have any idea what I'm talking about. Anyway. Uh, those are all FBS schools and then FCS schools would be smaller schools like um, in Utah there's uh, SUU which is Southern 
um, Utah University, there's um, Dixie, which is in St. George, um, and those are smaller schools and they tend to play other FCS schools unless it's the beginning of the season, in which point those schools will serve as or supposed to serve as like a tune-up game, which is when FBS schools need to kind of ease back into football. So they'll schedule some smaller schools on their schedule for the first one or two games to get kind of ready to go into football and to tune up the game, their game. Anyway, um, all right. So the first time I ever really heard about stars was a little while after Jackson's first offer. And I had someone say to me, oh, uh, that school will never offer because they don't, Jackson doesn't have any stars. And I was like, stars? What are stars? How do I get stars? <laughs> and I started to kind of panic because I want stars. He wants stars. So here's what stars are and where they come from and how you get them. Um, okay. There are three governing bodies that award stars within America. The first one and kind of the biggest one and most well-known is 24-7 sports. Uh, they uh, are national. They tend to award stars faster than everybody else. Um, the second is rivals, and they are the closest thing I would compare them to is like a competitor of 24-7 sports. Um but it's Rivals.com. So again, 247sports.com, Rivals.com. And then later down the road, ESPN will come in and ESPN will award stars as well. So um, let's talk about the different star levels and what those star levels mean. So when you hear uh, that's a five-star recruit or that's a four-star recruit or that, that's, that guy's a three-star recruit, what they're really talking about is stars are determined not on how well you, so they're awarded in high school, right? But they're not awarded for um, specifically how quickly you're going to be recruited in high school. They're awarded for how they think, uh, the governing bodies think that your athlete will do in the draft, the NFL draft. So they're projecting in high school how your specific athlete is going to do if they were going to be in a few years, four years, five years, three years, depending on how long your kid is in the college football ranks, um, how they would do in the draft. So they, the highest ranking that you can get when it comes to stars are five stars. And five stars, basically what they are saying to the world, um, as well as to NFL teams and to college teams is, we've looked at the film on this kid, we've seen this kid in action at a camp, uh, this kid is the real deal. We project with five stars that this kid will go in the first round of the NFL draft. 
So you don't have to be the first pick within the <laughs> NFL draft, but you have to go within the first round of the NFL draft. Now, does that make that mean that kid's going to absolutely go first round in the NFL draft coming out of college? Absolutely not. But they don't, like that is the standard by which they're handing out that star. So how many of those stars go out every year? A very, very small amount because you got to think the first round of the draft is 32 uh, picks, right? So they really don't hand out five stars a ton. Five stars, you're going to get 30 to 36 five stars that come out in, in any given year. So if there's somebody in your that you play against in high school or in your state that's a five star, like they have essentially said, this kid is the real deal. This kid's going to go to college and completely compete like crazy. And frankly, we believe this kid at some point is going to go in the first round of the draft. So that's what five stars means. Four stars is basically we think this kid's going to go to a division one school, probably an upper echelon Division one school, so top 10 Division one school, more than likely. That's why uh, when uh, colleges land a four-star or a five-star, that's a giant deal for that college because it's saying, hey, this kid is a really good player. Um, it They generally think they're going to have draft ability if they're, if they're a four-star. They think they're going to go into college and be able to make a contribution and frankly be a three or four year starter in college. So that's what four star means. So between five stars and four stars, that's going to be a huge bunch of the kids that go on to play at the next level division one ball. Um, and then you will have three stars and three stars says, yeah, this kid can totally play. This kid's a division one kid, uh, but it may take a little development around this kid. We don't necessarily think he's going to get drafted in the NFL. We do believe that he's going to come in and be uh, make a contribution for whatever team he signs with, and he'll be a two- to three-year starter for your team. And then from there, it goes down to two stars, which says, generally, uh, we think this kid could go to a smaller program, we think he can play Division One ball probably in an FCS, so those smaller schools um, contribute for them. It, when two stars uh, get drafted, it's just this giant deal, um, mostly not for the governing bodies, but for like their fans who believed in this kid and the family who believed in this kid. There's a ton of stories um, with kids that are a two-star or a one-star I really haven't run into any one stars. I, I'm sure there are one stars. I've just never seen them. Um, most kids that uh, go through the system to get their stars, and we'll cover that in just a minute, uh, have done enough to at least get two stars. Um, I, so I haven't seen any one stars, but um, what is, and then occasionally you'll have someone get drafted in the first round or even in the NFL draft and they'll be like, ha ha ha, like this kid never had any stars. And that's the truth. Um, there are plenty of kids who don't have the financial means or um, the ability based on location to ever go to a camp, to ever get a profile. Um, and so if they have kind of flown under the radar, they could absolutely go to college with no stars and they could go, and fr frankly, to the NFL with no stars. I mean, 
coming out of high school. In college, very rarely would you see someone that like no one's ever heard of go from no one's ever heard of this person to getting drafted. But I mean, Cinderella story, right? So that essentially, so let's just do a quick recap of what we covered. There are three governing bodies that award stars, 24-7, sports, rivals, and ESPN, okay? Uh, five stars, there's only 30 to 35, 36 of those handed out every year. Uh, there's probably, I don't know how many four stars they hand out every year, but it's not a ton. That's probably in the neighborhood of under 400 total. Um, lots of three-star people, lots of two-star people. Even having a star is great. I just haven't run into it. Now, um, ha I have people ask me all the time, how do you get stars? And that was my very first question. Like, how do I get a profile? How do I get stars? Well, in the episode that talks about camps and films, I kind of outline specific camps that you can go to in order to get stars. That's where you get stars and that's where you get your profile. So if you uh, look to go to some sort of regional camp or statewide camp and that particular camp says... Um, camp slash showcase says 24-7 sports will be covering this. Rivals will be covering this. ESPN will be covering this. That means that they're uh, absolutely making a list of every single kid that are that came to that camp. They are recording their times. And then a majority of those kids, all those kids, I mean, I've never heard of anyone not getting a profile. They will be uploaded en masse uh, to the 24-7 sports database or the rivals database um, and they will uh, have a profile at that point and then that's essentially saying like I'm out on the recruiting trail I am interested in being recruited I would like to go play football at the next level but that doesn't mean because you have a profile that you're automatically going division one it just says hey like I have a profile I'm here so um, I actually got all this information when uh, Jackson competed in the uh, All-American uh, San Antonio uh, camp that happens uh, in San Antonio, Texas. And one of the analysts for 24-7 Sports actually came in and sat down and explained how you get a profile and explained how... Uh, the stars are awarded and I, I mean I was just sitting there going oh yes this is like the holy grail how awesome is this but if you had not gone to one of those big camps and and that in that big camp there was a parent meeting because some of these camps don't necessarily include a parent meeting you would have no idea how these things get awarded so luckily at that particular camp 24-7 sports was covering that camp uh, they had a parent meeting in which people got up and talked about various different subjects. And frankly, not all the parents even attended that meeting. I could have sat in there all day long. I was just taking notes and listening like crazy. And um, so that helped me understand how you how you get stars, what the stars mean, um, etc. Now, uh, twenty four seven sports, in in my opinion is the top rating system uh, simply because they tend to have 
uh, more coverage. They've got people at almost every single camp that could possibly be. Um, and then how 24-7 sports works is they have national uh, reps, that, uh, national people who kind of view the whole country. And then depending on which region of the United States, there will be a specific regional rep that handles your area. So um, I guess the question at that point then becomes, you know, what are these sites? Like who are they just doing this for recruiting or what are they doing this for? So uh, 24-7 Sports and Rivals both uh, have podcasts and they, uh, they in their podcast will talk about recent events that they went to, recent camps they went to. Uh, if they happen to be covering, say, the Nike opening, which we talked about in camps, uh, they will talk about who the studs were that they saw there or who uh, won the camp or who dominated the camp, that kind of thing. And essentially what they're doing daily is they are writing articles and providing recruiting information for not only colleges, but for the fan base. So you can, let's say your favorite college was um, University of Oregon, which, you know, we're committed there. So currently, they're absolutely our favorite college. Surprise, surprise. And so we absolutely uh, will go out and bought subscriptions to the podcasts that talk about Oregon Ducks recruiting. And so that's like $10 a month. Um, a, what will generally happen is that they will release for people that are members of that podcast for a certain amount of days. And then a lot of times they'll take that podcast and they'll release it for free. So you don't necessarily have to buy a subscription in order to hear that information. But those are those folks are essentially media. So 24-7 Sports is really media. Rivals is media. ESPN, of course, is media. And they are providing a framework in which to judge talent and report on talent and follow talent uh, based on who's interested in recruiting them, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. When they originally rank you, they will write a short uh, paragraph or two paragraphs about what they see your strengths as being, what they see your weaknesses as being, and what they uh, project for you relative to your your future in football. And and that's not written in stone. Um, they generally update once a year, sometimes twice a year. And so you can uh, go into those rankings and find out like where what was the feedback that those analysts saw about me? And they're not always 100% correct, but what's in incredibly important when you're dealing with recruiting is to make sure your athlete is open to the feedback, open to the coaching. So um, in Jackson's particular write-up, they said something around uh, pad level and leverage. And that's really important for the position he t he plays. So he would absolutely want to work on that uh, so that he can work on what the media perceives as a weakness for his position. So I hope that explains uh, who the governing bodies are, why they do what they do. They do what they do in order to inform both coaches 
uh, and the fans, mostly just the fans, frankly, because coaches are going to do their own evaluations and they're going to have their own conversations around that. And they uh, evaluate a kid maybe slightly differently than you would see the media evaluate a kid. And they know what their program needs and they know what um, they're trying to fulfill as far as positions that are graduating and positions that uh, maybe there's somebody going into the transfer portal. So that's what's going on with those stars. Now, let's say for the sake of argument, you've attended one of those camps. Fantastic. You uh, have a profile. Literally, to find your profile, you just type in your kid's name. And, and I would re- recommend going with 24-7 Sports because from my experience, um, when I would Google Jackson Light 24-7 Sports, it would come up immediately. For some reason, the way the search engines work, uh, even though he had a profile on Rivals, for like six months, it wouldn't automatically show up on Rivals. If I Googled 20, uh, Jackson Light Rivals football, it, I would really have to search for it. Whereas 24-7 Sports has found a way to somehow bring that to the top. So you'll see that right away. And when you go on the profile page, there are going to be very specific pieces of information on there that are going to be really important to you or not important to you, but it it can show you how you're being viewed by the media essentially and how coaches um, are interacting with that side as well. So for instance, on that, you are going to see how many stars that 24-7 Sports has awarded you. Now, if you've just been to your first ever camp, unless you killed it at that camp and dominated at that camp, you're not going to have a bunch of stars. So I think Jackson's original profile um, what showed up um, after that San Antonio camp, after his uh, sophomore season so like literally right after a sophomore season because they got done at the end of November and that particular camp was like on January 2nd um so that was when he got an initial profile so you would google Jackson Light 24-7 sports and you would see oh here's his profile it'll have a picture of him it'll have his height and weight it will have his measurables so even to this day if you go on there People will look on 247 Sports and it will say uh, uh, 245 pounds. <laughs> he doesn't weigh 245 pounds. He's actually at 300 pounds. But the last time they took a verifiable measurement and uploaded it in the system, he was at 245 pounds. Um, and We'll probably get to that later in conversations with coaches or what have you. But um, it'll tell you that he was six foot two, which means they haven't updated to the 6.3 and an eighth. Um, it'll tell you what his hand size is. They measure your hand. They measure your vertical jump. So as a picture of him and all that information, that's kind of the basic profile that you're going to get. Now, as they go and award stars, you are going to now have a history of where your stars was and a, and a number ranking. So if you're going to be three stars, your ranking's going to be in the 80s, right? Point. Eight five or point eight eight to get to a four star, you need to be in the nineties, and in five stars, you have to basically be high high nineties to get a five star. So I encourage you if you have an athlete to Google their name with twenty seven four sports twenty four seven sports sorry, and kind of see where you're at. 
Now, the reason why that's so important is when your son gets an offer at some point and that offer goes out onto Twitter, you're going to want to make sure you tag your analyst for both Rivals and for 24-7 Sports. And you say to me, Jen, how on earth am I supposed to know who my analyst is? Well, again, those analysts are regionally assigned. They cover certain geography so uh, the first thing you can do to find out who your analyst is, you can go to 24-7 Sports and see their analysts and see the areas that they cover. Uh, that's one way. Uh, same with rivals. You should be able to see who the analysts are and where they cover. But... Um, we cheated on that. What we did is we looked at kids who were older than us. Uh, Jackson goes to school with a kid by the name of Van Fillinger. Van Fillinger going into San Antonio. He went with us on that particular trip. A bunch of kids from Corner Canyon went down there. And uh, he already had three stars. So you could you could go Google Van Fillinger and you'd see three stars. And so what we were able to do is see, oh, okay, this is the analyst based on when Van gets an offer, he tags this person at 24-7 Sports and this person at Rivals. So we went, oh, okay, that's the analyst that covers our area. Great. And so anytime you get an offer from um, any school, if you get an offer from any school, what you're going to want to do is you're going to tweet out that offer and you're going to make sure you tag the 24-7 sports guy, the rivals guy. And if you're further along in the process, if you're closer to, and by this time you probably already know this, but if you've been uh, had any interaction with ESPN, then you're going to want to uh, tag your analyst for ESPN on that offer as well and let them know, hey, I got that offer. So... um specifically what happens at that point is they go, oh, great, I like that offer, I get that. And then they take that offer and they enter that offer into 24-7 Sports or into Rivals. So at any given time, you should be able to look onto your profile as you get offers that come in. And some people only get one offer. And I can't be more clear here. One offer is 1,000% the best thing ever in the whole world. And why is that? Because there are something like... 1.5 million kids who play high school football across the country and a tiny, tiny percentage, like 1% to 2% of them, actually get to go on and play ball at the next level. So how you don't need to have 100 offers. You don't need to have 40 offers. You need one offer. One offer is all you need. So, uh, But what you want to do is make sure that when you tweet out that offer, you tag in your tweet message um, the people uh, who handle the the analysts on the three governing bodies that handle the stars and let them know that you got that offer. And then in your profile, they will add that offer in and... uh, and it'll show all the other schools, oh, okay, so-and-so has offered him, so-and-so has offered him, or he has this one offer. Fantastic. And then they will also do some other things. Um, 24-7 Sports has this thing called crystal ball prediction. So if I was going to look into my crystal ball, I'm going to predict that uh, Jackson's going to go here. Crystal ball predictions um, come from a couple of different things. Maybe... Uh, your kid has been just, he has th- three offers, let's say, 
Uh, I can only really talk about Jackson and Jackson. So you'll see him uh, tweeting like crazy about Oregon because he's a verbal commit to Oregon. So if I'm the analyst at 24-7 Sports and I know he's a verbal commit at Oregon, I'm going to put in the crystal ball prediction, yeah, he's 100% committed to Oregon. And that's what Jackson's um, that's what Jackson's crystal ball prediction is. Um, it's funny because on, uh, he also had gone on official visits to other places and Rivals has their same kind of predictive method on their website and they had him going to a totally different school at 100%. And frankly, between 24-7 Sports and Rivals, those were kind of his, uh, couple of his top schools. But, um, generally... You know, one of them will know something or been around the kid and seen uh, how he is at a specific camp. And, oh, that kid's like all in on this specific school. So they'll enter a crystal ball prediction. So kind of the side note on crystal ball predictions is you need to look at mama, dad, kid, If I'm tweeting specifically about one university all the time and I'm not necessarily tweeting about any of the other offered universities, I'm sending a very clear signal to the analysts and to the media and to the fan base that I'm probably going to commit here. So if you really are up in the air, the best thing you can do is either A, not be tweeting a ton about any of the other schools or B, give everybody equal opportunity tweeting about them because uh, that way you're not telling schools through your Twitter feed, I'm not interested in you anymore, right? You don't want to send that message. Um, everything you do on Twitter tells a story about your athlete and, and what their mindset is at that time. And very rarely do I see anybody uh, be tweeting about one school nonstop and then suddenly switch at the last moment to another school. It absolutely happens. And, uh, but, you know, that's where the crystal ball predictions come in. And that's another form of communication with uh, the coaches and what have you at the college. And it tells them, like, I'm really invested or I'm not as invested or I'm not, I'm still quite, I'm kind of up in the air still. Um, Also on the website, every time that you put in uh, an offer and say, these people are offering me, a lot of times what will happen is the school will come back and say, yes, this coach and this coach are very, very interested in this kid. And they'll supply the information about which, which coaches at that university are kind of heading up the recruiting effort on that specific um, athlete. So you can look at that as well. And then on that profile, you're going to see a state ranking for your graduation class. So in Jackson's case, 2021. Um, and at this point, I think he's ranked fourth in the state. You're going to see a position ranking and that position ranking is going to be nationally. So I think on 24-7 sports, he's ranked fifth or sixth in the nation as a center. Um, And then you're going to see your overall ranking nationally. So taking into consideration all the positions, all the QBs, all the wide receivers, all the running backs. You should know that depending on what your position is, you're never going to get the love at the level your kid thinks he should get the love or you think your kid should get the love. So Jackson's an O-lineman. 
O-linemen very rarely get a lot of love and attention. They're kind of the unsung heroes. And so him breaking, say, the top 400 or the top 300 in the entire nation is kind of like a little miracle because what do people love? People love scoring and touchdowns and explosive defense. So uh, linebackers get a lot of love and uh, wide receivers get a lot of love and QBs get a lot of love. Um, but on the flip side, there's a lot more kids competing at those positions. And so, you know, you kind of have to have uh, real realistic expectations on what that's going to look like. And then those rankings will change after camps. Um, they try to do at least like one time a year, they try and update all the rankings and, and just look at everybody and where their positions are and whether or not they still agree with where their positions are. And then occasionally what you will see is someone will have a really super dominant uh camp or they'll have a really super uh have a bunch of offers that come in all at the same time like five in a day which it sounds insane but it happens all the time and uh you will see rankings start to change based on uh the number of offers you have whether or not you dominated at a camp and if there was really good competition at that camp so um you'll see your rankings kind of go up and down relative to that depending on what's going on in the football world we're in a really strange uh, situation right now with the pandemic because the camps aren't going on so everything's being kind of really stagnant with the exception of offers are still going out like crazy and so um so kids are suddenly garnering a lot of offers um, that maybe the coaches haven't seen them in person but they're garnering those offers off of film um, and so you're seeing fluctuations happen based on, oh, this kid suddenly in last week got 20 offers. And so maybe we should look at where he is in, on his ranking and et cetera, that kind of thing. Um, at When you're on 24-7 sports, there's the 24-7 sport, sports ranking. And right under that is the composite ranking. So the composite ranking, 24-7 sports is essentially pulling in their ranking, the rivals ranking, and the ESPN ranking. And they're taking all three of those and they're saying this is what the composite ranking is all overall. And that's going to have some variation as well. So for some reason, you're a three-star in 24-7, but you're a four-star in rivals and you're a four-star in ESPN, your overall composite could be a four four star. So you kind of watch that as well, but that's what they're talking about when they're talking about composite rankings, stars, and generally you need at least two of the governing bodies to award you an extra star before all three will get in line and and give you that uh, four star. Now there are some kids who have a ton of offers and, you, and they think to themselves like, why is this kid going to all, he's got tons of offers, he's got uh, four stars, why is he going to all these camps and competing at all these camps? Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, 
anybody who's in football who's super duper competitive wants that fifth star. And if they have a ton of offers and they want that fifth star, they know they got to go around and compete at those camps and show out at all those camps in order to get that fifth star. And that fifth star sometimes won't come until right before the uh, beginning of their senior season. And you'll you'll start to see like Twitter and people who follow uh recruiting go hey this kid deserves it let's give him that uh that's fifth star and I've seen it happen to a couple of different kids and it just kind of makes your heart happy because you're like ha he got it he finally got it especially when most of these kids are so nice they're good kids they are have been working literally since they were eight years old daily uh on their craft and this is their dream come true, going on to the next level. And so going on to the next level with five stars, like that's them pursuing their dream. And I think it's, I think it's awesome. Okay, I, we've already spent 36 minutes, sorry, talking about stars. So I'm going to finish up this specific uh, episode talking about bowl games. So they're actually... Uh, three kind of big bowl games. Uh, One happens in San Antonio. It's an All-American game. Uh, There's another All-American game that happens in Orlando. And then the third one is the All-Poly game, and it happens in Hawaii. And all of those uh, games, and I'm sure there's other games. I apologize if, if there are. Um, and I didn't mention you, and for some reason you've been uh, following those games, and you're like, hey, she didn't mention our game. I'm so sorry. Um, the NC2A limits you to participating in two bowl games. So if you got an invitation to the one in San Antonio, to the one in Orlando, or to the one in Hawaii, you would have to pick the two that sounded the most interesting to you and that you wanted to participate in because you can only go to two. Um, what generally happens in how you get invited to that bowl game is those, um, the one in San Antonio and the one in Orlando are both considered all-American games. Uh, they really only choose a certain amount of kids nationwide to go to those games. And so uh, you generally will have to go to a camp and you have to dominate that camp um, and be in, I would say, this top five of that camp in order to get an invitation to go to uh, one of those games. And essentially when you get that invitation and you commit, you're saying, you're saying, I'm going to accept this bowl game um, and I, I'm committing to go to this bowl game. And at that point, you're essentially an, an All-American. And so <laughs> when the bowl games come, the good news for families is, is that's actually um, an all-expense-paid trip. Um, the organizations that sponsor those All-American Bowls, uh, they will fly out your student-athlete Uh, They'll put them up in a hotel. They get to meet their other fellow All-Americans or uh, bull game participants from all over the country. Um, It really is kind of a brotherhood. And um, all three of those bull games are televised on uh, TV 
in January. So this year's um, Under Armour game in Orlando and the Under Armour game in, are in San Antonio are both being televised. They're on the same day, but they're staggered, so you can watch both of them. Um, Jackson won his invitation at the Phoenix Under Armour All-American game by being the alpha dog of the entire camp. Um, and we are just totally jazzed to go to that camp. Um, and, and see it on TV and what have you and fingers and toes and all the things crossed that it absolutely goes on this year because, oh, sports season has just been completely decimated by the pandemic. And we're just hoping that, you know, everything goes through. And, uh, then a couple weeks later, the all poly, um, will take place and that one takes place in Hawaii and that one's also televised as well um, and they have a different uh, criteria about how they pick there's an all poly camp that generally goes on and that one happens in Las Vegas and there's also occasionally uh, regional ones of that that go on and so in order to get invited to that particular bowl you really need to go down to that camp and dominate that camp and they hand out a lot of invitations at that camp um I'm not sure if that camp took place this year I I have a feeling it didn't because it was scheduled for uh the end of March if I'm remembering correctly and by that time I think we were in lockdown quarantine so you may see the participants of some of these bulls kind of switch up and, and go more off stars and less off camp performances unless in the summer uh once is restrictions start to ease if people start going to those camps you, you and then they would pick bulls that uh they w- wanted to commit to last but not least uh, once you get a profile, what's going to happen is you're going to get inundated with invitations to pay-to-play situations um, for bowl games at the end of the year as well. And and some of these bowl games run anywhere from $1,200 $1, to $3,000 uh, to play in those games. So if for the most part... When you hit that level, you should not be playing in a game like that and paying three grand to play in that game unless, hey, like I know where I'm going. My family has the money. We want to go participate in in this particular game. And who knows? It could turn into something. Uh, But for the most part, by the time that game happens, for kids who are just finishing their senior season, um there aren't a bunch of offers that are going out after that at least not for division one balls those rosters for the most part are set the scholarships for the most part have been claimed or almost claimed and we'll talk about that in a future episode between regular signing day and early signing day but um don't spend a lot of money thinking you're going to get a lot of uh uh, scholarship offers off those three thousand dollar games because that'll wipe you off really quick and i don't Generally, they're uh, not uh, offer-producing bowl games. At that point, you really should be in a free bowl if if that's, you know, something that your athlete qualified for. Okay, kids, it's almost 45 minutes. We're just going to recap. Stars, 24-7 Sports, Rivals, ESPN. Those are the people that put together the stars. 
Five-star, first round of the NFL. Four-star, great D1 athlete, probably will go play after college. Three-star, completely great in college, probably going to be a starter for a couple years. Two-star, probably going to go to a smaller school, but be able to play. Uh, we talked about composites from the three. We talked about making sure every time your child gets an offer that they tag the right analyst uh, for 24-7 Sports Rivals and ESPN. And then we walked you through the profile and things that you can find out on the profile and, and how to find out who your analyst is. Okay, guys, that's it for this particular recording. If anybody ever has any questions, totally DM me. I will do my best to um, answer them. And until next time, uh, I'll see you and talk to you then. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye-bye.